Hello, and welcome back to today's episode. I'm so glad to have you back. And if you have ever struggled with selling your services online, then you are in the right place because today we're going to talk about building your sales funnel and stay tuned until the end where I'll share the most common mistake people make once they have their sales funnel built and they're starting to promote their sales online. If we haven't met before, hello, I'm Alina Bond. I'm a content marketer and creator of Effortless Engine. I've helped clients all over the world to build their sales funnels to help them promote their books, their courses, and their consulting services. And the good news about sales funnels is that once you have your funnel built at the beginning, you really don't have to mess with it. In fact, you should stick to one funnel for at least a year. So today I'm going to share with you the five pieces of a sales funnel. Now, this topic is talked about in many marketing books, many courses. You can find this information really anywhere, but the most recent book that I read that really does a great job to summarize this is Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller. So if you haven't yet and you're interested, I recommend reading that book. So the author says that every relationship, whether personal or professional, moves through three stages. Now that's curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment, right? That makes sense because For example, when you're interested in someone, you're curious about them, and then you get to know them more. And then once you get to know them, you're ready to take the next step, right? So it's the same thing in business. So we need to make sure that we're helping our customers go through those three stages with us. So how do we do that with your sales funnel? So the five pieces of a sales funnel are number one, your one-liner, number two, your website, three, a lead generator, four, a nurture campaign, and five, a sales campaign. Now I'm going to walk through each one of these individually. So we're going to start with the one liner. First of all, everyone should have in big capital letters on their website, what it is that you do. Are you in business consulting? Are you, um, a gym, are you a salon, are you, whatever your service is, it needs to be big and clear. You don't want somebody to get to your website and have to dig to find out what you even do. So that needs to be very clear right away. So for the one-liner, the formula I like to use is we help X achieve Y with Z. Now, the X is your target audience. We help who? So for my case, it's we help authors and speakers. And what do you help them do? And right here, you might think that this is the the real practical service that you provide. For example, I provide marketing, but no, that's not what it is. (laughs) This is kind of the intangible. What is it that you really help them do? So I say, I help authors and speakers build online authority. So I'm helping them build authority, right? With what? Okay, so that's the marketing. I help them build authority with marketing services. Do you you see what I'm saying? So think about your services. Who are you targeting? What big aspirational identity or change in their life are you helping them to achieve? And then with what tools and services? So that's how your one-liner should be phrased. Now, number two, your website. I'm probably going to do a whole nother video about this because your website 
needs to be structured in the right way to optimize the user flow throughout it to always point back to your main call to action. So that's kind of a lot of details I'll get to in another video, but main takeaways from your website, I would say is one, the structure of your website needs to be logo on the left. If you can just have very minimal, if no other tabs up top on your menu bar, actually. And I know maybe some of you think that's that's too new school, but really that's what we want to do because you should have one main call to action. And your call to action is the one button you want them to click on your website. If they don't, if everything else is confusing them, what is that one step that you want them to take? So if you look at my website, you'll see it's book a consultation. So it goes logo book a consultation. And then the next strip, which, which is the main strip, you have your big capital letters saying what it is you do, your tagline, and you repeat the call to action again. So the eye goes from logo to call to action to call to action. And there's other strategies we can use to optimize your website. Again, we'll get into that another day, but that's the biggest thing. Just look at your website. Does it even follow that? Because that's step number one. And also make sure it's very user-friendly on a mobile device because that's where most people are going to be accessing your website. So I know sometimes people forget. So keep in mind, you know, making fonts big enough to read on a phone, making sure that the colors are working well so that it's easy to read the website. So moving on to the lead generator. Now, what is a lead generator? This is a document that you want to offer to your audience with a lot of information about a solution to a problem that you help solve. And you can create this in say, honestly, a few page PDF. I've seen them as small as three pages, five pages, seven pages, 10 pages. I haven't really seen any longer than that, but the idea here is to give your audience an offer, say, for example, you can make a guide out of this. You could say the five pieces of a sales funnel, put it into a PDF form, type it out, use pictures, use your branding. And then at the end, you want to make sure that you're ending with the call to action again, right? Because it's a lead generator. So the way that you're going to use this is you put it on your website. And for example, if somebody's not ready to book a consultation with you yet, what's the next step that they can do? You know, I'm not quite ready to get on the phone with you, but maybe I will download that guide and I'll give you my email address in exchange, which brings us to the next step. Number four, the nurture campaign. So once they do that, they're all of a sudden going to be entered into your email marketing. And this is where you want to get them, right? Because when they are in your email list, that means they really are interested in what you're going to do. Remember, because if you think about it, they got to your website, they're not ready to do the main call to action, but this is the secondary call to action, which is to get the lead generator. So once they do that, you want to make sure you have a few automated emails set up so that when they do come on board, this is kind of the enlightenment phase, right? What's some more information that we can give them so that they can get to know us and get to know what we do and kind of the whole story and how we can help them. So you're going to want to have those emails ready to go. And lastly, your sales campaign. At the end of all this, after giving them so much value, remember, think about one of the, the core principles of marketing is reciprocity. So we have just given so much information at the end of it, it's time 
to ask something, right? If we think back to our relationship analogy, at the end of dating, you ask for a commitment, you know, whether that's marriage or however you want to think of it in terms of a sale, you know, giving them all that free information. That's kind of like dating them, you know, getting to know them, letting them interact with you. And then at the end of it, if they're ready and they want to commit with you and purchase your services, you need to make that offer, right? Because a lot of people, they won't even make the offer. So some people don't even know that it exists, which I honestly see happening a lot. And I say, what's the point of doing all this marketing if you don't ask for a sale? That's crazy, you know? Don't you want to um, try to get a return on all this work? It's not far-fetched. I mean, we've given them all of this information and it's just an ask. We're not taking the credit card out of their pocket right now and swiping it before they get to say yes. So don't be afraid to make that ask and put that into your emails. And so I'm going to recap the five pieces of a sales funnel. Number one, your one-liner. Two, your website. Three, your lead generator. Four, your nurture campaign. And five, your sales campaign. So that's a really brief summary of everything that you need to have set up before you really hit the ground running with any other kind of marketing. Please go through that again because it's so fundamental. If you start doing any kind of other, you know, advertising strategies or anything without that set up, you're probably just draining your money because any ads that you run aren't going to work if, you're, if that funnel isn't set up. And that's actually is bringing me to um, the most common mistake that people make once they have their sales funnel set up is that they're running ads. For example, you do a social media post and it goes straight to the sale. Yes, you can do that, but if you're starting off and you're trying to sell your services, it's better to run social media ads on the lead generator, right? Because if you're just running, you're paying for ads to promote a sale, but you're promoting it to a bunch of people who don't even know you yet. Remember, think about the three stages of a relationship. They might not even be curious about you. They don't know you at all. Why are they going to commit with you right now? So if you are spending any kind of advertising money, I'd recommend spending it on promoting the lead generator. So you can run the ad and say, download this guide and see how it kind of goes through the, the funnel. So that's a much better way to spend any kind of ad money online if you are doing any kind of ads. And I'll close with this point. The key to all this is that you want to get people onto your website, right? And I know that people are focused on building their platforms on different social media outlets. And that's important because that's where you're going to find top of the funnel, right? That's where a lot of people are. But the key is once they're on your social media platforms, they need to go down the funnel. So they go from the social media page to your website they get the offer for the lead generator. You get them into your email marketing and then it goes from there, right? Because we're going to be giving them those emails. We're going to be following up with them every week and we're going to be offering our sales to them to an engaged, interested audience. So you want to make sure that that is the strategy that you're using and that you're not neglecting one part or the other. So if you need any help, please don't hesitate to reach out. I always offer free 20-minute consultations and then strategy sessions after that. And if there's an opportunity to work together, we can discuss that as well. But other than that, thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode.